This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Scientific American's 60 Second Science. I'm Steve Mursky. On October 7th, Jennifer Doudna and Emmanuel Charpentier shared the 2020 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for the development of the gene-editing tool called CRISPR. Last April, I spoke with Doudna at an event in Washington, D.C. A few months ago, I was at a talk about wine, and CRISPR came up. And it was, it was an appropriate thing to bring up. What is it like to be in this field right now where everyone is talking about the work that you do and its implications? Well, I have to say it's very exciting, and it's, um, as a scientist, wonderful to see all the creative work that's going on with gene editing. It's just a fascinating opportunity to see the innovation that people come up with when they have a tool that's so broadly useful across biology. You do a million interviews, and you make a lot of public talks. What do people not talk to you about that you would love to talk about regarding CRISPR? Well, I think a lot of the discussion around CRISPR right now focuses on biomedical applications, which clearly are very exciting. I think something that I don't hear as much, although I'm happy to hear that you had this uh, conversation at a wine event, are the opportunities in agriculture. I think they're going to be huge, and I'm really, really excited about the opportunities to use gene editing to create plants that will be drought-tolerant, pest-resistant, maybe more nutritious, uh, give farmers opportunities to grow plants in environments where in the past they've been really challenging to grow. Yeah, it's just the, the range of applications is just seemingly endless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think in the wine talk we were discussing the threats to viniculture from global warming. Right. And one of the possible applications there is to get the more heat-tolerant organisms to chip in and help the wine grapes. Yeah. Uh, I know you talk about the ethical considerations a lot. Anything you'd like to discuss No, I think the ethical considerations are incredibly important. People get very excited and, and concerned, appropriately, I think, on occasion about opportunities to use gene editing in systems where, uh, you know, we we really need to be thoughtful about the responsible use, where there are great opportunities, but also big, big challenges. And of course, a very obvious one is in the human germline, embryo editing, but also, frankly, also in uh, microbes and other organisms that could be released into the environment using gene editing to spread genetic traits in a, a, a mode called gene drives. So that's another area where there's a lot of discussion about how careful we need to be, how do we regulate this technology appropriately, how do we encourage science to advance but do it in a way that's responsible. For Scientific American's 60 Second Science, I'm Steve Mursky.